Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, where we teach Christian entrepreneurs how to build a strong foundation of faith, growth, and skill to lead and thrive on purpose in life and business. And now, here are your hosts, certified coaches, Elizabeth and Sebastian Richard. Hi, we want to welcome you to the Thriving on Purpose podcast. I'm Elizabeth Richard. And I'm her husband, Sebastian. And we want to just um, thank you for listening in to this week's podcast. So today we're going to be talking about a topic that we rarely, rarely, rarely hear about in personal development and personal growth. We are going to be talking to you about, does quitting make you a quitter? And we're going to be talking about the art of knowing when to quit. I know it's a little strange because most of the time in personal development, we hear don't quit, don't quit. And, you know, to be perseverant and, um, you know, if you're a quitter, you're a loser. And we want to um, give the other side of the, the coin, basically. Yeah, we want to uh, give you some education when it comes to this topic because... If you didn't already know, winners quit all the time. That's very true. I mean, some of the best people, the most successful people have quit on an innumerable number of things. Exactly. So we're going to teach you the art of knowing when to quit because sometimes you really do need to quit and you need to know what are the different questions you need to ask yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So quitting things that are wrong getting in the way, dead weight, distractions. Quitting the right distractions are crucial towards your success. Definitely. And that's why, you know, we hear oftentimes very successful people talk about saying no. Yeah. You know, and I that, remember Steve Jobs said he was prouder of everything he said no to than what he said yes to. Exactly. That counts in the balance. It really does. Exactly. And there's many, many others that have talked about that. So we're going to dive into this content to really help you because I know some of you have been doing your business for many years and you have, you, we've all asked ourselves that question when we've been doing a business over a year, if it's time to quit, if we should continue, depending where we're at in our entrepreneurial journey, because there are different seasons, right, in the life of an entrepreneur. And sometimes these are seasons we need to go through and it's part of quitting to go forward towards something else. Yeah, and, and sometimes it's surprising. We would think, like naturally we'd think, well, if you're not successful, if it's not uh, uh, bringing fruition, if it's not uh, bringing in uh, results, it's a good time to ask yourself to quit. But I know some entrepreneurs who have been very successful who decided, you know what, it's time to quit this and move on to something else. So they, were, they, they would sell their business while it was at the top and sell it for a very high price and just say, you know what, I'm called to do something else now. I have to focus on something else. I feel this is, I, this has run its course. Yeah, I've, I've reached the end and, um, and you'll see that oftentimes even in seasons of different shows, right? That we kind of wonder, well, why did it stop at this season? But the writers will say, well, you know what? We just realized that we're at the end and we want to stop where it's really, um, successful and it, it, it's at the point where we know we can't bring it we just don't have any more vision for what's to come next for it example, has to end for example the show lost <laughs> I, I, I remember they should have quit before the end because I remember, a part, <laughs> I remember <laughs> watching this series and I was like oh, this is getting really weird yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't hold water it doesn't work and I think, man, it's just bad. I mean, the last two seasons, I think, were really bad. It's just Yeah, it was just, yeah. So that's just a, a small example. So you may not know this, but quitting the right distractions is crucial towards your success. That's okay? very important. Jot that down. <laughs> exactly. So, Sebastian, what are the two types of attitudes towards quitting? Well, there's two attitudes. And the first attitude is uh, towards quitting is the stubborn person that is holding on. Why are they holding on? Well, because they believe that, you, like you mentioned earlier, that quitting is perceived as a, as a sign of weakness. 
that it shows a lack of determination that, uh, you know, uh, you've heard the quote, was it again, um, uh, winners never quit uh, and quitters never win, right? Right. So we've heard that quote many, many times in personal development and uh, there's a lot of good uh, in that quote, obviously, because we don't want, we're not teaching you today to be quitters. Uh, but on the other hand, you have to have discernment and know when to quit. So the, the first attitude is the stubborn person that is holding on. I'm not going to quit no matter what because I'm not a quitter. Well, sometimes you just have to quit. <laughs> it's a good thing to quit. Okay, so you don't want to be one of those bulldogs that hang on and hang on and hang on for, for, for absolutely no reason when there's no more point to it. And then there's the other extreme, the compulsive quitters. So those people who are uh, quick to quit, okay, uh, if it's not easy, they quit. They're always looking for that new shiny object. They get enthralled with novelty. It's like they get on fire really, really quickly, but they really like uh, lose their, their steam very, very fast too. So they get excited and lose their steam. Get excited again, lose their steam. So they're compulsive quitters. So that's the other extreme attitude. So those are the two main attitudes. And I think we need discernment and we need balance when it comes to analyzing if we should quit or not or keep going exactly there's a there's a middle ground you don't want to fall into the first attitude and you don't want to fall into the, the second one because the first one will just keep you stagnant and will stop your progression uh, it'll stop you from evolving and growing as an entrepreneur and the second one will just you know make you not ever reach that level of success because anything. you're not accomplishing anything you're not preserve you're not perseverant enough you're not determined enough so it's really hard to understand you know sometimes i was talking to somebody um, last week and um, a lot of people you know have invested a lot of money in their businesses and mm -hmm. uh, that's when they get into the they can fall into the stubborn phase i where can't quit that I can't because quit. i invested so much of my time and effort and money yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we've all been there. Yeah. Like I've been there too. And I'll talk a, a bit about my story later. Um, and it's really hard for a person to see, you know, uh, clearly when it's time to quit. And so that's why we really want to focus on these different points. And, you know, sometimes God is calling you to a time of pruning. You know, he may be calling you to a time to pause and reflect. Mm. Uh, sometimes we have to look at what we've been doing and we have to ask ourselves, should we remain doing this? Should we keep on doing this? Is, is this giving me any fruit? Or have I veered from where I'm supposed to be? So that time of pruning might actually uh, readjust your aim, readjust your direction. Exactly. Because sometimes we're just not ready to quit and that's why we don't. But sometimes uh, we need to learn to pause and reflect and see what we're doing and look at the the situation objectively and and kind of stop the routine that we're doing because sometimes we just keep on going keep on going relentlessly and we're not even looking at the outcome and as business owners we should always see if there's any fruit to what we're doing if it's um if we're growing through that or mm -hmm. if it's just we're just like in a stagnant place that's not evolving so, right? so basically you have to ask yourself that question what i've been doing should I remain doing it? Exactly. Am I carrying a dead dream or a lost vision for, for myself? You know, is this kind of dead in my heart and I'm just going through the motions? Mm -hmm. You have to ask yourself these questions. So Liz, why don't you talk to us about your experience with, uh, with quitting and how hard it was for you to come to terms with uh, the realization that you, you were on to, it, it was time to reassess and redirect and quit and embrace the new. Yeah, so a couple of years back, I started a home decor business from my home. So I had opened myself a website and I, I started a website. I opened myself an online store and uh, I was uh, in the uh, home decor industry. So I was doing some uh, beach decor. So I was doing uh, all kinds of accessories, all kinds of decor items for people that had beach cottages or that lived in, you know, Florida or even in Prince Edward Island. You, you were doing coastal pillows, stuff. coastal pillows and seashell wreaths. And they were beautiful. Yeah, it was really, um, you know, high end stuff, like really, really nice things. 
Um, but it was very expensive to maintain. It was very expensive to be in this business because it was a lot of competition. Uh, because where I lived, I did not have the, the enough seashells. I had to ship out from Florida. Strangely enough, I mean, we live close to the beach. I mean, yeah. we have uh, 1,500 uh, kilometers of beaches all around our island. And yet the seashells were rare. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, wow, you know, I'm going to do this wonderful thing, bring this th to Prince Edward Island and, um, you know, kind of bring like a Florida flavor if you want, but I, I made it more nautical and the concept was good. But, you know, I realized that, you know, the hours I was putting into this business, um, the amount of money, thousands and thousands of dollars to buy the, the material that I needed. And she had quit, just a parenthesis, she had quit her government job and she had gotten uh, thousands of dollars of her pension money. And she put in a lot of thousands of uh, dollars into that business. So she invested a lot of time, yeah. energy, and, and uh, self also. You invest yourself in a business. It's your baby. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, you learn as a, a business owner, there's a lot into, you know, choosing the right niche, uh, you know, where where you are exactly in your business, uh, geographically, if there's a market for all that. And I was new to all of the all of these things. So I wouldn't say that the niche was completely wrong. It's, you know, I realized with time that I was investing a lot more than it was giving me in, in reality and that I was losing money because I wasn't selling enough. And um, I would have had to market, spend a lot more money in marketing to get known on the island and to get known in the United States and, you know, and all that to really make it. And when I was looking at the costs in marketing per month, I realized that it was just way too much. Like I was doing this uh, you know, because I enjoyed it, but also because I wanted to make money. I didn't want to lose tons of money. So, you know, like they say, it's good to pay in marketing, but, you know, you're supposed to have a good return. Yeah. And in the competitive niche that I was in, uh, competing with people in Florida and, you know, uh, which is really, really huge, a uh, huge market, it just wasn't working. And then I got into drop shipping, thinking that if I was going to, uh, you know, sell coastal uh, furniture and by drop shipping with suppliers from uh, the United States that that was gonna you know add on to what I was doing and make the business really bigger and nicer and all that and it was all beautiful I got a lot of compliments on the website the I, website was awesome. I had a lot of people following um, but you know the the sales were not there so I had to stop and look and say you know what why are you doing this like you know, you're not only doing this for the 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 look of it and say, hey, you know, I'm I have this amazing store. Like I wanted to have some fruit out of it. And any business that we invest in, we want to have a return. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to pay a fortune marketing either, just to get you know some sales and stuff. And also, you know, you have to look at is this a good fit in your lifestyle? I was a mom with young children when I started. Like my, my Caitlin, I started when she was, I was pregnant with her, my last mm -hmm. uh, baby. I was still carrying her and then I had a newborn. So it got a lot harder to do the drop shipping, to pull this off. It wasn't really uh, a business that I could do from home because I had, you know, my baby to take care of. And I couldn't talk to suppliers while the baby was crying in the back and customers and this and that. Like, you know, you have to look at your present life and where you're at. There's a season, there's a time for everything. Maybe you're not, you're just not at that time right now in your life. You know you should be doing this thing, but you know, you're, you have your kids to take care of or maybe there's something else stopping you. Mm. Like there's, there's so many different things that you need to, that come into question, you know, and for me, what I thought was going to be great as a family business ended up being something that was just frustrating. And I just had to spend crazy hours working uh, when the kids were asleep and it was just getting to be too much for what it was giving me in return. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my husband would tell me, Liz, why don't you just quit and look for something else? Like, think about something else. I would see you doing this. I would see you doing that. 
And I was just like, no, 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 stubborn because I spent thousands of dollars. I don't want to quit this. I don't want to be a quitter. And I, I stayed like this for about a year until I started opening my eyes and saying, you know what, Liz, like you're wasting all these hours. You're not being with your family. You're doing this and you're doing that. And it's really not worth it. And now you can't even spend uh, you know, spend that much money in marketing to actually get a lot bigger of an audience to buy your stuff because I just didn't have the funds to do it. I didn't know how to sew and I was, I actually went to learn how to sew just to be able to do the pillows, uh, the pillows and the different things with material. So I really, you know, invested a lot of my, my hands into it, you know, my sweat, my hands and my money. So for me, it was really hard to say, you know what, I'm going to let this go because I loved it so much because I loved, um, you know, everything that had to do with the beach. But then, you know, I realized that what I loved mostly was to have a home near the beach and I love the beach and, you know, it was like I was trying to make a business out of something that I really was passionate about. But in reality, if I focused on something else that I was good at, that would that would give me money back, uh, another type of business, I would end up getting my beach home, which was go. my love and my passion, right? Which was exactly what I wanted. So, you know, sometimes you're kind of on to something, but you, you kind of don't, you know... You, that's what we're saying. Like there's different roads you need to take, but you won't know unless you take them. Yeah. And you, you won't get you, there unless you take them and you do it and you go f all in. Right? You got to be, you got to go to the arena. You got to fight your own battles. And um, in the end, you'll be the victor or you'll, you'll decide, you know what, let's uh, move on to something else. I lost that fight. Now I'm going to pick on and, and something else. Take another fight. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you have to ask yourself those questions. Is it a good fit for your family life or what you know your present life your current situation timing is important is the price to pay to pay too high it could be in time it can be um in in money you know um have you lost your purpose your passion your vision maybe it's time to quit when those things are are not there anymore when you feel like you're just doing this mechanically and you just are passionless about it. Yeah, the, the, then you become stagnant and you lose your vision and purpose and you're just doing it, like you said, mechanically. It's just, there's no point to it anymore. No, There's no why driving you. Exactly. And if you're a Christian entrepreneur, it means you're an agent of change, okay? Quitting means that you're constantly changing and it's not a bad thing to be in motion. No, I like mean, it's, it's, like, it's basically failing forward. This... The quitting we're talking about is is part of the failing forward process. Exactly, and, and it's not it's not a failure. It's a, a decision that is made wisely. So it's not like uh, you're not quitting because you're giving up. You're quitting because it's the wise thing to do. Yeah, and it might not be you know a whole business like for me in my case it was a whole business and it it was you know painful in a way because I was you know, really turning on a, a page that for me was at the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey and I didn't know where the rest was going to lead. And sometimes that's hard. Sometimes when you don't know exactly what God has in store for you yet and you just feel like it's time to turn the page, you're left to the unknown. And that could be, you know, kind of stressful and scary. So a lot of people hold on to what they're doing until something else new presents itself, but it might not. You might have to quit and turn the page and then take that time to reflect and ponder and pray about it for God to show you what it is you're supposed to be doing, hmm. right? Yeah, you don't, you don't want that dogged uh, determination that becomes stubbornness. So you have to uh, be flexible enough to know when it's time to quit. And this is what we're going to look uh, at right now. We're going to look at six points or six times that are going to be okay this is time it's time for me to quit so we're going to start with point number one it's absolutely time to quit when you become aware that this is not your dream so number one when you become aware that this is not your dream so when you wake up and smell the coffee in other words right like sometimes you've been doing something for so long and you thought this is what you wanted to do a little bit like Elizabeth was saying about the coastal beach decor her dream was to actually have a cottage <laughs> near the sea with 
coastal beach decor in it. <laughs> that was her actual dream. It was not to be involved in, in drop shipping, although the business kind of led her down that path. Eventually, she was doing stuff that she was like, well, I never really wanted to do drop shipping and all that coastal yeah. furniture and the, take care of all the paperwork that's associated with that. <laughs> she was starting to build a furniture store online, and she was like, am I doing the right thing? It was costing her an arm and a leg and then another leg and that's when the second leg went she went like okay i can't stand on two feet anymore i gotta stop this so when you wake up and smell the coffee when you realize you weren't born for this and that this is not your purpose uh, you gotta quit you you should quit i mean this is because god gave you a purpose that purpose is the thing you should be doing and if you realize that the thing you've been doing is not what you should be doing well, it's pretty obvious that you should quit that thing, okay? Uh, so it, it's it's really important that if it's not your dream, you should quit. If it's not something that makes you, uh, uh, that gives you that sense of completion, you shouldn't do it. And if it's anyone else's dream but your own, quit that too. I mean, it, obviously, if you're doing something because it's someone else's dream, your spouse, your mother's, your father's, uh, and you're doing that thing, well, you're not, you're not walking in your purpose. So you're preventing yourself from achieving the fullness of what God has in store for you. And people like to play the martyr and sacrifice their happiness to please someone else sometimes. So they're going to they're gonna fall into that trap where they're going to do it and it's kind of like a way of copping out. Well, I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do or I'm doing it from my husband or so-and-so because you're trying to live up to someone else's expectation. Maybe it's the words of your spouse that are motivating you or the words of your parents that keep uh, coming back to your mind again and again that, that keep you going in that direction. But if it's not your own self-talk, if it's not God's voice that you're following, don't do it. If it's not your dream, it's your lie. Let me repeat that. If it's not your dream, it's your lie. So settling will eventually cause you to become bitter, miserable, and you're going to be hard to live with as a result. So you don't want to settle for some, someone else's dream, okay? It has to be your dream. So number one, when you become aware that this is not your dream, it's time to quit. Exactly. And you know, this can, especially if you're a young entrepreneur, this could be something that your parents kind of not imposed, but some parents are really good at convincing you that you should be doing a certain influencing, thing. Influencing, yeah. Influencing you because you're maybe good at computers or something, and therefore you should be a computer technician. Or I don't think that a parent, no matter how well they know their child, I don't think that they can know what it is that their child should be doing. I really think that finding your purpose is really something between you and God and as a young young entrepreneur, as a, a young person, you really have to figure that out. And it's your journey to live. So, you know, I mean, even Sebastian um, was really, really good in, in a graphic art, not graphic arts, but in drawing. And his parents at the time, there weren't like tons of jobs out there. And they were like, well, you should become a graphic artist. So and I, and, I, and let's just stay in context here I had no guidance at the time my parents didn't really have time to sit down with me and and check out what the careers uh, available out there and you know make really a uh, an inventory of mm -hmm. what's available what should you be doing with your life do you want to want a guidance counselor Sebastian we can help you and they never sat down with me it's just like they were always in survival mode and so they saw I was good at drawing so for them it was clear especially my mom she was like well you should go in graphic arts it's, it's there there it is yeah <laughs> there you go bingo your life choice is settled and that's what you're gonna do and and i wasn't too much brighter i mean <laughs> it was like yeah she's probably right that's what i should do so i'm gonna drawing i'll go in graphic arts and guess what i wasted two years of my life doing something that i completely hated that i didn't at all understand because there's a difference between being a good illustrator and a good graphic artist. Uh, and uh, I just couldn't understand the technique behind it and everything that had to do with the computers. And today I'm, I'm not too bad. I, I'm not too shabby at it because, you know, I've grown with computers since then. But, but at, the time, at the time I didn't have a computer. Yeah. And it was just like the, the programs, uh, Quark Express and Illustrator were just starting out on Macintosh. And, and we had those only available at school. 
And I was at a loss. I mean, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. <laughs> I was just going through the motions, getting grades, and even my teacher's comments, you know, after a while, when your teacher gives you, I don't know, 66%, so 67%, always under 70, you're like, and you see others like scoring 85 or, it, it, you can't help but compare yourself and, and wonder, am I in the right niche here? <laughs> exactly. Am I doing what I should be doing? And even, I remember I was grilled by one of my teachers at the end of the year. I had given a project, it was an important project, and uh, apparently I had done everything wrong. <laughs> and, uh, and he made he made it no secret in front of everybody else, uh, pointing out because he was analyzing everybody's projects one at a time in front of the whole class. And, uh, and let's just say I didn't get good reviews from the teacher. And uh, I, after that, uh, I remember coming out of school that day and I was like, you know what? I've been luring myself. I've, I've been making myself believe that this is what I should be doing, but I really don't feel it at all. I really feel I'm in, I'm in the wrong lane. I've been basically I have been doing it for a whole I've been doing it for two years but there's a whole year there the second year I should not have done at all after the first year I should have said okay I'm just gonna realign and go in something else uh, anyway long story short I was in the wrong lane and exactly. it took me a while to discover it and uh, and Sebastian's strength was theology and learning the Bible and teaching the Bible and see that's something that at a young age couldn't really be um shown to his parents he like his mom saw it later on when he started preaching in church she saw that he had a gift but he had to learn and, know, he and, had to and, go down the road himself yeah and also i wasn't raised in the evangelical church so as that it's not like me and my parents were in church every sunday uh, so i was kind of like on my own path there with with god and uh so that grew on the side that passion for the scriptures, that passion for teaching, that grew on the side, and my mom couldn't spot it. My dad knew I had it, but my dad was not in any position to try to guide me or be a, a positive influence, uh, unfortunately. And so uh, I was kind of left to my own devices, and uh, that took years to overcome. With God's help, uh, it happened, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so... But that's my own story. Yeah, so that that's just to give you an example of, you know, you cannot rely on your parents to show you what your purpose is or to guide you towards that. It's really something that you have to do as a journey with God. Yeah. And some things, like in this case, are not very apparent. Like your parent can't see it. Not every... Because sometimes we hear, you know, well, you know, look at what other people are telling you. Are, are people saying that you're really good at this or really good at that? Well, sometimes... People can't spot, you know, your strength unless you're using it, mm -hmm. unless it's out there, unless you're using it, you know. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's kind of hidden and you have to be on a discovery journey and try different things before you really figure it out and, and pray about it and see what God is putting on your heart to do, right? So that brings us to the second time when you should ask yourself when it's time to quit. Uh, is when you're doing it out of fear or obligation. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing it out of fear or obligation, that's obviously misguided obligation. So sometimes it's convenient to play the martyr, like we were saying earlier. Um, you can find those excuses saying you have no choice because you're doing it for your kids, you're in this business because you're doing it for your family, it's been a family business for years. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of reasons why we're scared to get out of our comfort zones. And we tend to lie to ourselves because in reality, our fears are dressed as excuses and obligations, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's it's to become an entrepreneur. Some of you people out there are listening to us, the, you have not yet become an entrepreneur and you've been thinking about it and it's been nagging at you and you have this, I don't know, good paying job, you've been in a company for 20 years and your pension's just around the corner like maybe in, in the next five or ten years you can have your pension and you're like well it would be irresponsible for me to quit at this point start a business it would, when I'm so close to the end when I'm so close to pension well you know if, if God's been telling you to do it you should be doing it I mean I don't care what excuse you give yourself but you know it's either through fear or obligation in this case it would be like well I feel obligated to finish to get the full pension or I feel obligated because I can't quit when I've done it for 20 years and we, we, we justify it right yeah that's something that I actually heard somebody talking about their story this week 
Um, and I thought that was so really um, powerful what he had said. He was talking about his story and he said that he was he studied to become a cop and he was doing it for quite a few years. And the whole title and, you know, the, the entitlement, the, the title, the glamour behind it, you know, everybody's saying, wow, you know, you're a policeman and like yeah. there's like success that, you know, that goes with that. Cops and are automatically respected. You know, exactly. when someone tells you I'm a cop, you automatically see them as a, a respectable person. Exactly. And he realized that he was not happy doing that. That wasn't his purpose. He didn't enjoy it that much. And he just had something tugging in his heart and he was talking about how he was really, really good with um, technical uh, things like doing things online that had to do with uh, computers and um, different, like I won't go into detail, but anyways, it had to do with computers and and it was completely different, right, from what he was doing. And his wife said, does that make you happy when you're doing this? You're really good at it. You, people are noticing that you're really good at it. They're coming to you for help and you know, like, do you think maybe you should be doing this? Hmm. You know, so it's a big decision to take. And in his case, he decided to, to make the leap. And he he left his job as a, a policeman to do something he really loved. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's times where it's tugging at you. You can feel that it's not your purpose, that you feel that you're not supposed to be doing this. But for whatever reason, you know, you're stopping yourself because maybe you've been doing a certain thing for many, many years. Maybe, you know, your wife and everybody else around you is like, wow, you know, this is amazing. And they're, you know, you know, throwing flowers at you for doing this certain position, but it doesn't make you happy. And you feel like God is calling you for more. Well, that's when you really need to evaluate, right? Yeah, well, sometimes we hide in our obligations. It, yeah. It's kind of convenient. It's a, it's a good cop out, right? Like, when, for example, like if you're a dad or a mom and you have kids depending on you, you oftentimes you're going to say, well, you know, this brings in money and uh, if, what am I like if I leave this or start something new? It's frivolous. And, and it's a comfort I, zone. I, yeah, yeah. I, I've given up the, the right to be frivolous. I have children. I have responsibilities. If, yeah. I, if I follow my dream now, well, what does that say about me as a spouse or as a father or as a you know, or as a responsible person, because we like to dress it up. We won't call it fear. We won't say to people, well, I'm, I'm really just really scared to do that because, I don't know, I'm 40 and I've been doing this for the last and 20 it, years. So, yeah. so instead of saying I, I'm scared to try something new or to do something new, different, uh, at this stage in my life, we won't say that. I mean, that would be too truthful. So we, <laughs> we say, like, that wouldn't be responsible or it wouldn't be right of me or God would keep me accountable if I... Uh, quit on this to do something frivolous or unguaranteed or whatnot and and uh, oftentimes we'll dress it up like that to make us our, ourselves feel better about it exactly so that brings us to point number three so it's absolutely time to quit when you realize it doesn't materialize in other words when you see that what you've been doing is not your area of gifting I mean, maybe that thing you've been trying to accomplish or that business you've been trying to lift off the ground or that thing that you've been doing for some time now, maybe you've taken, I don't know, 15 or 20 different courses to perfect yourself in that area uh, to, to actually uh, become good at it or crush it. And uh, maybe you've invested thousands and thousands of dollars in training and becoming better at it. And well, maybe you're just not. You know, maybe just just not good at it. I remember uh, the movie Happy Gilmore. I know it's not a Christian movie. Far from it. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not endorsing it here. But a lot of people have seen that. I mean, you guys might have seen Happy Gilmore. There's a scene at the beginning of the movie that makes me laugh to tears every time I see it. It's when he comes home after, again, failing at hockey. He did the hockey tryouts and he sucked at it. And he comes home and he feels bad. He bought some Subway or whatever. And then his girlfriend crosses him in the hallway. He says, oh, oh, I had a really bad day. Can't you stay? She says, no, I'm leaving. I'm leaving you. <laughs> and, and then he says, you can't leave. You, you can't leave me. She says, Happy, you're going nowhere. And you're bringing me down with you. She says, I know you want to be a hockey player. But there's only one problem. You're not any good. <laughs> and when she says that, I just like tear up laughing. Because... It's so basic, really. I mean, to be in your area, in, an, in something, to be doing something you're good at, it's really basic. 
And you're, you're going to realize you're not doing something you're good at if it doesn't materialize, right? If nothing happens from it and you're not getting any success or any, any lift off from it, you're eventually going to see, you know what? I'm not doing what I'm good at. I'm just not any good, <laughs> just like in the Happy Gilmore movie. So guess what? He turned, he left, left hockey and he turned to golf and he found suddenly his quote-unquote purpose in the movie. Funny movie, anyway. So when you find yourself striving and not growing, you know, that's a big, big point where you need to stop and say, I've been striving at this for, I don't know, a year, two years, three years, and it's not growing. I'm not growing. Nothing's happening. I'm not getting better. I'm not getting results, you know? And if it feels too much like work, guess what? Uh, a strength, an area of gifting doesn't feel like work. It comes pretty much easy, you know? That's why it's so important to work your strengths. Well, depends like when you're working at your business you are putting in a lot of no there's gonna be there's gonna be things you're gonna do that are not strengths related but as a general uh, you're you're loving doing it so it doesn't feel as much like something like when we say work we mean like burdensome like ugh, you don't want to do it kind of thing yeah of course you You are working you're putting in the hours you're working hard but you're enjoying it because it's what you love to do hey there you go exactly of course there's always understand the difference there's always tasks that are related to your business that you will not enjoy but as a whole do you enjoy doing it and you're good at it you know you have to watch you have to look for that it's your area of strength yeah so yeah are you growing in your giftedness in other words if you have to buy it instead of becoming it or instead of being it, it's probably not your giftedness. In other words, if you have to inv- invest thousands and thousands of dollars in that area for training and improving and, and trying and... Just to become, you know, maybe... Basic? Average. Average yeah. or basic? Guess what? You're kind of wasting your time. So when you realize it doesn't materialize, it's time to quit. Time to lay this down. That's why John Maxwell talks to us a lot about working our area of giftedness and to invest in our strengths because um, his theory is, for example, if you're a five or a six in your area of giftedness, then if you invest in yourself and you push for more education towards that that, uh, area, then you'll become a seven or an eight or there's, maybe more. There's an area of giftedness. And yeah. like you said, people don't pay for average. Nobody. People pay to hear somebody uh, speak that's, you know, an eight or a nine. Yeah, or, if you're you know talking I mean? about the speaker, becoming it's a speaker. Just a, yeah, as an example, but it could be something else. So that's the importance of working your strengths. Yeah, it could be have a, you could have a donut shop, you know. Nobody's going to pay for average donuts, you know. They have to be good. exactly oh i'm so happy i'm gonna come into this average donut shop and order a dozen of average donuts and half enjoy them nobody wants that exactly so that brings us to number four so you have to ask yourself is there no more fruition to your vision sometimes things come in your life for a season so you know it could be that it's no longer alive that you're carrying around something dead because it's just run the end of its course. There you go. Right? It's polluting. It's it's got to the point where it's actually polluting your purpose because it's just stagnant and it's just weighing you down and you're not moving forward. It's That's actually right. bringing yeah. you down, right? Yeah. So sometimes our prior priorities change and that can happen uh, like we were saying earlier is that, you know, as you're growing as an entrepreneur, you're discovering more more important steps, right? You're you're going towards more uh, important stepping stones towards your success, and you're evolving and you're growing in your um, personal development. Well, obviously, your brain is changing. The way you're seeing things is changing. Your perspective on different things are changing. So your beginning goal um, as an entrepreneur for your business may be a certain thing. And then you realize as you're changing and evolving that it's changed into something completely different or maybe uh, just a different, just a different kind of business, you know, something that's related but completely different that you need that you're going to be doing just because you feel like you're at that next level. So you might have to just quit on what 
was there initially because you want to go towards more important things for yeah. your business. You always have to be flexible enough to be at least willing to reinvent yourself. Because when you, first of all, walk with God, and second of all, when you're an entrepreneur, like Liz said, you're always growing, learning new things, and reinventing some parts, at least, of your business. Sometimes it might mean reinventing the whole darn thing. And uh, that is kind of hard to come to terms with. And therefore, you have to be flexible to accept it. If there is no more fruition to your vision, it's because the vision has run, has run its course. And uh, it could have been just that you're done with that and on to the next thing. Exactly. Or it could be that God's showing you how to, you know, add on to something in your business. Like for us, we really felt like, you know, doing this podcast was going to reach a lot of people. We really wanted our, our teachings and our messages to help people. And we knew that podcasting was just a great way to, to share and add value to people. So we decided on picking this this way of doing things, right? For you, it might be doing video, it might be doing something else in your business. So you're as you're growing, you're, you're developing different things that God is showing you that you should be doing for your business. So like three years ago, we weren't we weren't even thinking about uh, podcasting, podcasting no with Thriving on Purpose. And it's that's funny the way it happened. Really, it's just like we tried uh, different platforms, and some of them we liked, some of them we didn't like as much. And then we had to evaluate what what platform would be best fitted with the message we have to offer and our personality and how we like to deliver a message. And uh, podcasting really was a good fit for us. Exactly. And so I think the importance here is to really learn when that season has passed and that dream has sailed to be able to move on to better things because there's a verse here that we want to give you that... Yeah, uh, well, 1 Corinthians 9.24 says, run in such a way as to get the prize. And you know, when you're a runner at the Olympics, uh, anywhere, you're, you're always dressed light. You, you don't see runners carrying heavy bags of potatoes unless it's part of the race, like a bag potato bag race that you need to carry it on your shoulders for the world's strongest man or whatnot. But usually in a race, the lighter, the better. Lighter right. sneakers, light shorts, light t-shirts or, or, or um, tank, tops. tank tops. Yeah, and, and that's what you have to dress as because you want to be... Uh, you want to be winning that race. You want to run in such a way as to win the race. So you don't want anything that's going to bring you down. Okay, You don't want anything that's going to pull you down. And if there's no more fruition to your vision, well, guess what? You're carrying dead weight. Dead weight. You're carrying dead fruit. You're carrying stuff that, well, let's be honest, God just doesn't approve of anymore. God wanted it in your life maybe for a season. But when it's run its course and he shows you there's no more fruition to your vision, maybe he's showing you, hey, it's time for a new harvest. You need to plant new seed. Yeah, and he may be showing you to do something completely different and that the first experience that you'll have experienced is just an extra tool under your belt to have extra knowledge because you need that knowledge for something else. And that's what I realized yeah. with my business, that how much of that experience that I have used in my life ever since. Um, I've used it many times. I've helped a lot of people understanding different things because I went through that. Yeah. Because I, I, you know, experienced certain things. It helped me in my present business because I can understand people and relate to people that have done the same thing, that have gone through the same path, and uh, you know, be more compassionate and help them understand, you know, that there's better ways to to. Um, to do the kind of whatever it is that they want to do, right? So I wouldn't understand how to help them if I hadn't lived some of that, right? Yeah, and there's this guy I know, he, he's a friend, and he has a podcast himself, and he's got his online business, and uh, basically what he did is he, he offers services of business building online, like all the tech stuff, you know? He's going to help you. You bring marketing. your idea and the, the marketing and the tech and all that. He's an expert in that. And uh, recently, he's felt the call of God on his life to become a missionary. And that's what he's doing. He's following the, God's call on his life to become... I mean, it's really different. Yeah. That's like, okay, so what he was doing before was for a season. And he was enjoying it very, very much. But now it seems that God's calling him to something very different. And he's flexible enough to embrace that. To, and to accept that, hey, you know, there's no more fruition to my vision. Or maybe it's it was for 
a, a training ground. Sometimes God uses these seasons for a training ground for the next step in our lives. And we we thought it was the where we were going to pitch our tent forever. But it was yeah. actually just training ground for a certain uh, amount of skills to acquire that are going to serve you in the next step that God has for you. Mm-hmm. So always keep that in mind as well. Because sometimes, yeah, sometimes also we're not just... We're not ready for what God has to show us. No. You know, sometimes I, I like T.D. Jakes once said that, that, step, if God, by, yeah, that if God showed us the end goal, we'd freak out. We'd freak out because, you know, we have to take it step by step. And he shows us step by step. We're constantly evolving and growing with him. And, and no matter how mature we are as Christians, when you're walking with God, he makes you take baby steps. Yeah. Because you can't follow his steps. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's God. <laughs> you can't, he can't take you straight to the end, uh, knowing how fast you're going. I mean, he's, he's God. He can go like so much faster. Like he knows exactly the end from the beginning. But we're not. We don't have this capacity. So we need to work baby step by baby step. And sometimes, yes, it is frustrating. Because sometimes we wish he would just send us an angel and like dressed in light with a big sword and say. Here's what we want you to do. <laughs> and that would be great. I mean, sometimes I've actually prayed for that. I was so desperate to know when I got, okay, what do I, what do I do? What do I do? I'm confused, Lord. Please send me an angel. Send me an angel. And he wouldn't. And so it's like, okay, I guess maybe I'm just not ready even for that. Not even for an angel. Maybe I would faint, you know? <laughs> okay, so that brings us to number five. When it's become a distraction and not your destination. Okay, so that's when you should quit. That's another point, when it's become a distraction and not your destination. So we know with the online world of social media, there's a lot of distractions out there on the news feed. There's distractions, you know, as you start your entrepreneurial journey, there's a lot of opportunities that show up, a lot of people reaching out to you as you go forward in your business. You may have a lot of people reaching out to you that want to partner with you and kind of taking you off course, right? Okay, I'm quitting Facebook. (laughs) That's it. Thank you. Thank you for convincing me. I'm quitting Facebook. It is a distraction in my life. (laughs) As for many. So, yeah, so it's, you know, when it comes to your important decisions, that's really important. You have to ask yourself, you know, is what you're going to say yes to whatever opportunity that's thrown to you is does that have to do with your purpose is that distraction keeping you away from your purpose is it helping you to go towards your purpose yeah. you know you need to learn to know what is useless what is a useless distraction so that you can find what's significant and ties into your purpose mm-hmm. so this is where you need to pray for discernment okay when you have these opportunities show up I've I've had an opportunity show up in my life a year ago and I didn't say yes unless I could see how I could use that with thriving on purpose or how because thriving on purpose was always my my main goal was to help Christian entrepreneurs so if my my other business my home business couldn't tie into that then that was pointless for me mm-hmm. because I always had in mind I want to add value to Christian entrepreneurs and therefore, I'm not going to do anything that has to that has nothing to do with that, right? So you really have to pray for discernment when it's time to let go of insignificant things that pull you away. And when I mean insignificant things, you have to be laser focused in what God asks you to do. You know, there might be things that you're going to have to make decisions on making good choices. For example... Um, you know, if you know you're spending a lot of time watching TV in the evenings and you know you should be learning uh, new books and becoming really good at what you're doing and you need to take courses or uh, you need to do more personal development uh, to get to where you're, you want to go, you have to spend that time. You have to take that time and take it seriously. So you have to, you know, anybody that knows anybody that's successful in business knows that they're actually very very uh, black and white when it comes to this so they planned out their day there's really very little time for any wasting of time in that day everything has a purpose everything is either going to make them healthier uh, stronger so like with exercise uh, 
you know, we'll, healthier, wealthier, or smarter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or helps them with their mindset. So they'll spend time in personal development. Um, for those that you're, for the, for those of you that are Christians, um, you're going to spend time with God. You're going to make that a priority and you're going to focus on the important things in your business. So you really have to get rid of every distraction that has nothing to do with where you're going. And sometimes a distraction might be a huge chunk of your business. Um, if God has clearly shown you what your purpose is and you're realizing that a big percentage of your business is not that, yeah. well, that might mean it's time to chuck your business and then transform or, or embrace a new business or create and start something new. That's going to bring you to new. your purpose, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's, and it's, uh, yeah, you got to let go of those distractions. So, yeah, sometimes you might be doing a mundane job, something that you know that has nothing to do with God, where God wants you to be. Um, but you know that whatever it is he's asking you to do is going to take time to implement. Well, maybe you need to find yourself a different job that's connects, that's, that's at least tying into that purpose and helping you get towards that purpose, mm-hmm. you know, not something completely, completely, completely unrelated. That's not helping you to get towards that purpose. There you go. So, so here you have to learn to decipher useless distractions, um, deciding what's significant, what ties into your purpose, and always focus on those things and get rid of those. You know, being an entrepreneur it means you have to apply the law of sacrifice. Yeah. So that means that, you know, to get to where you want to go and grow, you're going to have to let go of a lot of different things that maybe you enjoy doing. That are pulling you down. But they're pulling you down and they're just wasting your time, you know. So you, you're really going to have to decide what's more important. Do you want to fulfill this purpose? Do you want to do it now? Do you want to take 10 years to do it? Or do you want to really focus on it and and really maximize your time and get there faster and do what you, you know is going to fulfill you and make God happy? Yeah, and this this distraction, getting rid of those distractions, you know what it's part of as an entrepreneur? It's part of growing. It's part of maturing as an entrepreneur. The very, very mature entrepreneurs, you will notice, like Liz said earlier, they have, how can I put this? Uh, entertainment is not very part of their vocabulary. No. And I'm not saying that, that you have to be boring, that you have no, have no fun ever. That's not what I'm saying. But I have to, to, to say that you have to manage your time in such a way that no second goes to waste. And the very mature entrepreneurs are masters at this. And, uh, you know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. And as an entrepreneur, it's the same thing. When you start out, you know, like fun or passion is, is, is a big part of it. And, and you, don't, you don't have much of a plan when you're first starting out because you have this zeal and this, this mm-hmm. fire. But as you grow, you realize passion is important, but there, there, there needs to be a plan and there needs to be time management. And there needs to be things that are a part of a maturing process uh so the distractions need to be let go and this all happens gradually right you you let go of these distractions one at a time and you make room for the important things that get you uh, closer to your goals and as they become more part of your routine part of your life um i actually did a live on my on my facebook um you can go check me out if you want on facebook uh, uh liz rich or Elizabeth Richard, I forget where I'm I'm on that, but probably if you just go on Elizabeth Richard, you'll find me. But I was doing a live video on this and you know, there's sacrifices and I was talking about that it's painful. It can be it's painful tough. to transition because it's a new way of life. You're used to a certain habit, a certain way of life to, uh, you know, do certain things a certain way, but this is what I was talking about. If you want things to change, you have to change. And, you know, that's whole, the whole part of it. You cannot have your success. You cannot get towards the goal you want to go if you're still doing the same old habits. You have to learn new habits. So reading, reading really good books that are going to bring you um, closer to your goals are part of it. 
letting go of TV and, you know, those distractions, at least during the week. Like, I'm not saying never, ever watch TV. Yeah, no, that's Like, even exactly. us, you know, on weekends, sometimes we watch a movie with our kids and stuff, and we do fun family things, right? And that's just normal. You have to, like, sometimes, you know, disconnect mentally. Absolutely. But, but during the week, at least make that a priority, so that at least you're getting towards your goals during the week, and you're making it... Um, a priority and you're gonna see your life change you're gonna see success come and you're gonna see you moving forward and growing that's the most important part right because you to be significant and to add value to people you have to be fulfilled you have to fill yourself up so you have to get closer to God and spend time with God doing you know personal spiritual development if you want with him and then personal development on learning how to better yourself and grow your mind and work on your mindset and all of that is part of it plus the the studying of whatever it is that you need to be good at to do your your work whether it's being good in marketing branding whatever it is that you have to study to be good in your niche right yeah absolutely and um like liz said you know it doesn't doesn't mean you don't, you can't watch TV anymore or whatnot, but you know you can just replace it sometimes. Uh, you know if you're if you're used to watching, I don't know, sitcoms or stuff that's useless, and maybe you can start by replacing your TV watching time with maybe documentaries uh, or um, biographies on YouTube about I don't know Steve Jobs or other people. Mm-hmm. That might be, you know, sure you're you're kind of it's kind of a way to uh, unhook from the the big hustle. But at the same time, you're still learning and you're still benefiting from some leisurely time. But, you know, you kind of marry both together. Um, there's there's ways to do it that are not, that won't make you into a robot. And we're not saying you should be a robot. We're not saying you shouldn't have any fun or entertainment in your life. We're just saying that uh, you have to put away childish things as an entrepreneur and embrace a mature mindset if you're going to grow and let things that are a distraction in your business let these behind you you're gonna have to change yeah and that brings us to number six number six yes well it's definitely time to quit when it is clear you have to that is point number six it's time to quit when it's clear you have to what does that mean well it's pretty clear when it's clear (laughs) right i mean if it's clear it's clear no i'm just joking here what i mean by this is for example, if God has clearly given you a conviction that it's time to quit, well, then it is. Sometimes it won't be necessarily God, but it can be that life or your life is going to force your hand. And what do I mean by that? Well, you might life, get fired from your job. Life happens. You can get fired from your jobs. Your company might go under. No, your business, your company, it might go under. And oh, there's, there's a red light. Maybe it's time to quit. <laughs> or uh, an illness. You could be. You could contract a, a, a really, really life-threatening illness that will require you to be bedridden a third of the, longer than, you know, more time spent in bed than actually going to work. That might be time to either sell the business, pull the plug, have a different, change your, the course you're on. It could be someone you love who's ill. It could be a child that will need uh, home care longer hours than you can actually give maybe you're in your business maybe 12 hours a day you're working it and and now all of a sudden you realize that hey uh, eight of those hours will need for me to be home with the kid that leaves only four hours and uh, then you once you've all put everything down on paper maybe you're realizing that this is just not viable anymore it's not a viable option you need to reinvent everything because of that blow that life just dealt you i mean these things happen and you have to be realistic and sometimes for some people, when life happens like that, they need to come to terms with, okay, uh, it's time for me to turn a new leaf. And this is hard. This can be really, really hard. This is the, these are the times when it's clear you have to quit. Okay? Or maybe, it's, uh, maybe your business has been ruining your marriage. Now, what if your spouse has been nagging you for the last three years? You're never home. This family's falling apart. Your son is doing drugs. We need you here and you're gone 20 hours out of 24. Well, hello. Either you need to reassess your priorities and change things you can in order to be home more or maybe you're just in the wrong business and you need to completely shift your life and quit that altogether because it's actually ruining your family. 
I mean, when it's clear you have to quit, it really is, is going to touch on the priorities in life. Number one priority is God. Number two is your family, your loved ones. And number three is your business. So if, if it hinges on the top two priorities, if, if it's affecting that, well, definitely it's a red light. And you, that's when it's clear that you have to quit. I mean, it's really uh, simple. What I'm trying to convey here is like when it's clear that you have to quit, quit. Exactly. And that's why we had uh, started the home business industry, because we really wanted more time to be with our families and to, to create some income. And we didn't want to be stuck doing a business where, uh, you know, we were spending like 16 hour days and crazy hours. Right. So that'll be for you to decide what is best for you. But there are businesses out there that are clearly a way too time consuming. And I'm not, you know, I know, realistically speaking, in the first year of business, you, we spend a lot more hours, we're taking things off the ground. But I mean, there are some startups, there are some businesses that, are, you know, just, I mean, there's no leveraging, there's no time leveraging, it's just not a good business to be in if you have a young family for example yeah you know um, that's why i was saying like you have to really decide what's a good fit if your husband or wife is always telling you that you know plugged into your business and you don't have any time to spend on your marriage i mean you know one day you know you might find yourself divorced because of it is it a price you're willing to pay and that's another thing i wanted to talk about i mean john maxwell in his in his book uh, put your dream to the test that's one of the questions he, he he faces us with is when the price to pay for your dreams too becomes high. too high and everybody has a a threshold yeah that that's it's different for everybody uh but when it becomes too high you have to put your dream in question and that's that's just normal i mean obviously if it's destroying your family if it's destroying your health those are prices that are really big yeah and obviously to me if it's affecting your health uh your your life with uh, your spiritual life with god or your family you know your time spent with your wife or your marriage or your kids in, a, in such a way that it's actually destroying that, those things, it's time to quit. Simple as that. I mean, I don't, God would not ask you to do something that is going to destroy either your health, your marriage, or your kids. God's not like that. So either you're doing it wrong, what he's asking you, and you need to reassess how you're doing it, or you need to stop it because it's definitely not God's purpose for you. And men, we, we are the guiltiest of that. Oftentimes, we're doing it. We, we reason ourselves. We, we find the reason like, uh, well, I'm really doing it for them. Well, if that were true, you would find a way to be there for them mm -hmm. and not just doing the business. I know that like, for, as men, we're, we feel like it's, it's part of our genetic makeup, our DNA to, to provide and to, to be responsible, to bring in the, the bacon and... And sometimes it takes us uh, hours away at a time from our families and, and we reason it away. Uh, well, you know what? Yeah, they're miserable. Yeah, they're this. Yeah, they're that. But I'm really doing it for them. Well, no, you're not. You're doing it for you. I've also seen some people um, make it big in the uh, network marketing industry, spending um, a lot, a lot of hours um, you know, whether it be in their home business or network marketing. And some some do it very, very well and juggle their time very well. And they're there for their families. They've learned to prioritize and, you know, they know what's, what's to be prioritized and what time they are to give to their team building and all that. And some do it very well. And some others just want to be on top of things and always be the best, the best in their category. And... Uh, what ends up happening is they spend so much time team building and helping their team that yes, the results, the success is there, the money's there, but there's so little time focused with their children that they're missing out on raising their children. You know, your, your business will always be there in a couple of years. It'll still be, you know, even if it's not as strong, uh, even if it's not to the point where you want it right now because you have young kids, 
it will eventually be there. They are going to grow up. They're not going to stay three and four forever, right? Yeah, and one of the solutions for that is, is to not build a team, but actually build leaders who will take care of your team. Yeah, but that's, that's, a, that's another, for another podcast. That's another <laughs> podcast. But it's just to give you an example that even in that line of work, you know, some people have learned how to prioritize God and family first, and some others have focused just on money and saying, you know what, I'm making this excuse that I'm doing this because, you know, it's for my kid and it's giving him this big house and it's giving him this and that and that. But in reality, you're doing it for your own self because your kid does not need to live in a mansion. You know, no, as no, long as no you, kid needs that. You, no, it's not a need, you know. So, so that's just an example, you know. Sometimes it's you have to really evaluate, you know. Um, and some I've known some people that have burnt themselves out in home businesses and yeah. network marketing because they haven't learned how to prioritize and leverage their time. And sometimes it's the business, the type of a business that they're in or sometimes it's the exact network marketing company that just doesn't have the right plan the the right structure to um you know compensate people and so people are running after their tails and running 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 to get mm-hmm. you know ends meet um so that's you know you have to be smart and really look at what you're doing because i'm not spitting at all on the network marketing profession at all um, and I've studied it for quite a few years, but there's some some companies out there that are just not a good fit for uh, families, no. and other companies are better. It's true, you know? yeah. So some are really better suited to either couples or single people, yeah. and uh, some are better suited to families. So you have to be aware of that when you choose a company. And that's the thing, most people who enter network marketing don't really choose the company. They were offered an opportunity and they jump on it, but they didn't take the time to shop around, see what other opportunities are out there. So uh... so we hope that this podcast was beneficial to you, that you learned a lot, that this helped you if you're at a, a season in your life where you're questioning if you should quit on what you're doing and you feel like there's no more fruit, no more vision, no more purpose, and you're just looking to God for answers and you just want to know um, you know what he has in store for you and yeah. you just want to be reignited in your heart and yeah and find that light again and that fire inside of you i really encourage you to pray to ask god to guide you to stop and reflect and to work on these uh, different to ask yourself these different questions and ponder on on the message that we gave you guys today yeah and, and, and please... we, we're really hoping that um you understood that through today's uh, subject, that in many instances, quitting will not make you a quitter. And that's what we wanted to convey today uh, through this episode and to also give you the tools to develop the art of knowing when to quit. Yeah. So we thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this uh, podcast and uh, please leave a review on iTunes if you're listening to us from iTunes and uh, share the podcast so other people can uh, be blessed by it and it can help others. Thank you for listening in and we uh, will see you next week. Be blessed and thrive on. Thanks for listening to the Thriving on Purpose podcast. Be sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com to access the show notes and to discover more fantastic content. Until next time, be blessed and may you thrive on purpose.